Hello friends, we are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Have you ever wondered if Jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon? Or if aliens are hiding in the tales of comets waiting to take us away? Or if there's any scientific basis to the Ouija board? Well then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. For links to where you can stream episodes and see blog posts on the subjects we cover, head over to our website, theladiesestrange.com. Keep it strange, lovelies. I'm sorry. I think you should have to do the countdown tonight. Okay. (laughs) In five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. This is Daniel. And this is Carla. And you were a little too fast. I agree. You went a little too fast. I was nervous. I was put on the spot. We are Hoosier Homicide. A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Whoop whoop. Greetings. I'm back. Carla is back. I'm back in the States. I go to America, yeah? <laughs> Welcome to America. It's good to be back. Did you have fun in Madrid? I did. It was a really good time. I would have been afraid to fly. With, oh. the, with the government shutdown? Yes. Did anything seem any different to you at all? I mean, the only thing that really seem different to me is just the people spanish people have no cares they have no cares in the world and security was like a breeze they're like come on does not matter they're like come come i'm like okay shoot we're doing this <laughs> the spaniards <clears throat> they take the a spaniards. nap every day I... and then like when you're where do they really yeah they take they literally close their shops down between like five and eight p.m to go take a nap oh well they're done with work for the day at five o'clock no, but no. like I'm talking like, well, like regular places. I mean, like I'm sure banks and stuff they close at well, five yeah, and they I'm, don't reopen. I'm sure some of the stores though. Okay, like... so that makes more sense <clears throat> because the first time I thought you said they took naps at like two, and I thought, well, holy shit, we're they, not living our stopped, best life. They close everything down for an hour. Well, okay, no, at five o'clock. Sorry, it's been a while. I guess. God, I only had to yell at your dad once. But they like, yeah, they and you're weird yeah, if you so eat dinner at, before like eight or nine. And then on the weekends, you're weird if you eat dinner before 10. I'd fit right in with these people. It's not bad. Mm. Then I started taking, we took naps every day. And then I just like was asleep at one point during every single hour of the day when I was there. 
Just constant naps. It was constant stream of naps. I don't understand how. Well, you could do it to nap in a room that is an apartment that's smaller than our living room. So you could put me in the middle of a football stadium. I'd take a nap anywhere. Yep. Some people can do it. I cannot. Mm-mm. I have a really hard time napping. Like, I'm amazed I fall asleep on the couch every night. Yeah, me too. There's a, there is something but about... But I am laying down. Yeah. There's something about couch sleeping, though. In, in, in... If I'm not comfortable, I mean, I have to be really tired to sleep. But you slept in a twin bed with Lindsay the whole week. We snuggled. <laughs> that's too tight. That's too it, tight. If that's all you have, oh, yeah. that's all you have. And they, they, have they didn't tiny, even have a living room. They didn't have a couch. Tiny am I, shower. Am I allowed to ask? Hmm. Yeah, no. Did you, no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. They don't have a dryer either. <laughs> they don't like, have a dryer. They don't have a couch, no living room. She was like, do you want me to buy an air mattress? No. Someone that's getting a $1,000 stipend a month. I said, no. no. We'll just share. It'll be fine. That's all she gets to yeah. live on. Mm-hmm. But she tutors on the side. She gets paid pretty well from that. And when she tutors, basically all she does is go play games with the kids. I love it. She said the first time she went over to one, they were like, they're in their room. And she's like, I I don't know you. Like, But they were like, she went up into their room and then they just shut the door and they were like, have fun. She was like, I'm a stranger. I'm a stranger. Do you not (laughs) listen to true crime podcasts, people? But... No. Oh yeah, you went. You would no more do that. In America like, here, than let the me upset you by yeah. a list of horrible things that could happen right now because we do not know each other. So, but that's how they are. Is she They're... teaching them English. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're carefree, yo. Repeat after me. <laughs> I would teach them horrible things. They just play games. She's yeah, like, like I word don't even games. Really do anything. We just sit and play. She said one little girl. They just sit and take BuzzFeed quizzes together. In English, yeah. Okay, I mean that—that's actually not a bad way to learn. I don't. Think How old so. does she speak Spanish? Not. She doesn't. No, really. She, but she, she knew okay. a lot more than I. She let on. She knows some Spanish. Yeah. She doesn't speak it fluently. Yeah. She tutors an older woman who's getting her master's, and they exchange for free. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So they sit and talk at a cafe for like two hours every Sunday. In English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And they don't have water in Spain. Nobody drinks water and nobody cares about being hydrated. I know. It's an American thing. I've decided. They love their freaking cigarettes. I know that. Really? It's Man. disgusting. I just like... I was, I'm, still, I'm still stuck on the water thing. Like Hydration is like, a proven thing, isn't it? No. You think? <laughs> like, we didn't yell I never at. saw anyone carrying water bottles. Oh, man, they're everywhere. And then like, everyone like, just... I feel like there's more proof for hydration on your body than there is for, you know, climate change or anything like that. And that's pretty like it's right? accepted then, like, or becoming. I was like, I need water so bad. And then, like, then her, Lindsay and her roommate are already, like, brainwashed. They're like, we have some at the apartment. I'm like, I need it. need it now. You don't get it at your meal, like a restaurant. You know how they're they constantly you, overflowing no. us with ice water. No, they don't refill anything either. So, but it's like, okay, do I pay three fifty for a water or two euros for a coke? Oh, man. Right. Do, so I everyone just coke. gets coke and coffee and beer and wine. That's nuts. So I, I like got home the, my first my first day back to work. Like I drank more water on Tuesday than I had the whole time. Like, I must have at work drank, like, 100 ounces of water. You're like, 
Hook me up to a garden hose, folks. Really? Full so. blast. <laughs> I mean, there is some joy of drinking out of a garden hose. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I didn't know they all smoked. <clears throat> they all smoke. And all of their, they're required over there to put on the cigarette packaging is someone dying from cigarettes. A vi- like a picture? A picture. A cartoon or a-, a... No, picture of a human like dying from cigarettes. <laughs> Please. And all the package thing. says is smoking kills in Spanish. <laughs> And it literally has pictures of people dying. Of you will die, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I've like. That's one thing I, you know, it's one of those things occasionally I crave a cigarette. But it's like once you actually get around it, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I don't I, miss this. I agree with you. I, I don't know. I, I really hate it. I actually like the smell of cigarette smoke. Oh, God. In certain settings, it makes me feel like you're outside at a festival. Like it has to be during the summertime, and okay. you get a waft of like now cigarettes. I through. will, I will agree when I do when I get not not right in your face. Yeah, but where it's like caught the breeze. Yeah, like a whiff okay, of, like it does remind me of race day. Yeah, summer of, or like a yeah. bowling alley. Or, yeah, or a bowling. Yeah, Something I'm not talking like about that. people smoking up on There's you. There's a difference between outside cigarette smoke and, and inside, inside cigarette smoke. Mm-hmm. So, That's a, we went to both her, very unhealthy. Yeah, it's terrible. Both we went very unhealthy. To but. her friend's house, who actually, who lived like outside the city and mm-hmm. was actually a home, which was interesting because um, everybody lives in apartments, and some of the costs of the apartments were outrageous. So, like, I think it is cheaper to rent over there. But we went, we traveled like 20 minutes outside the city, and went to her friend's house. And Pinto, which would I would compare to like Franklin. Oh, like a, nah, no big deal. There's just houses there. It's a city, but it's not a city. Yeah. It is. I didn't know counties had capitals. I didn't either. Yes. Uh, my bad. Okay. Like I'm, Marion County is. Is the capital of the counties. Or Indianapolis. Indianapolis is the capital of Marion County. I get it. She, it's where your government is located. Oh, oh okay. yes. Okay. Yes. Mom had to go there to get fingerprinted. That's why. For yeah. the census that she does not get paid to do anymore after she. And went. she tried to hand off dad's social security as her own. Oh, she wrote down the wrong social security number. And she's like, you can't white, white that out on a federal form. You have to go get a new one and order it from this federal census. Oh, our poor mother. Home. <laughs> I need a moment. <laughs> I need to laugh about that for about mom. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote your dad's social security number down. Yeah. I don't have. I am never at risk of doing that because I don't know your social security. I was, was going to say, do you two know each other's he social knows security? Mine. Yes. Do ask me if I even know the last four of the own the person who I pushed out of my body. I don't even know the last four numbers of her social. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think mom knows mine. Yeah, she does. By heart. I only learned mine because it was the code to get into the zoo when I did the zoo team thing. (laughs) When it's numbers like that and it's not like endless and real fast, I can come up with some sort of game that I'll remember. And it's broken up just Mm -hmm. right so you can... That's how I remember mine. Is that sound? Just literally, yeah. Kind Mine, of. I remember. I'm going in way too early at the zoo to stand next to the monkeys. Bup, 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 bup. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had that little cart. I would stand there and talk to people about the stuff near the elephants and the monkeys. You didn't ask me how much I got paid for that job. None. Nothing. You did it. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. Go I ahead. Was, we went to a house, which was interesting because most people in the city, it's a densely populated city. A lot of people live in apartments. Mm. But so we went to a home and it was very, very nice. Ooh. Yeah. 
it had many stories and a pool. But he what just, kind, can you tell us one of the stories? Um, yeah, he got a 3D printer for his, for Christmas. Ooh, and I was watching it like. <gasps> well, that's not that impressive. You can go to Best Buy and buy a 3D printer. Yeah, I just thought it was cool that he owned one. How much do they cost? I don't know. I didn't ask. Anyway, so like if you come over here tomorrow and I went out and bought a 3D printer, I you'd will like, be impressed. You'd think that much more but of what me. What is the first thing you would want to print on your 3D printer? A dildo. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I seriously. <laughs> That's all. I, I that's can... exactly what I thought. <laughs> what else would you print? You go. I have free will to print whatever I want. Like, what else the first do you thing print? It's just like like an you always hear object. girls and shit bragging about. You know, you know, your vagina is the source of life and whatnot. Whoopty shit! If you have something that prints three D, or if you're going to draw something on the wall, what is it always? A penis. male genitalia. <laughs> yeah, it just so... okay. But think of anything. What else? You can't. What are you going to print off? Like a pencil. I don't know. You almost would it work? You'd almost need to design something, and I don't. I you know I don't. I understand how the final product how it works. I don't mm. know how any of the design programs. No, work no, I couldn't. Or, no. I could hit the print button. I'm real good at that. Yeah, but those little things are cool. But the ones that they they 3D print, um, like they're trying to 3D print body parts, and they're talking about making like bones and different Ooh, yeah. and stuff. That's A cool. boner. <laughs> I'll be interested when they can replicate organs. It'll be just like that movie with Jude repo Law. Man. Yeah, Repo like you, you made me watch that. Heart. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's a good one. You never make me watch bad movies, though. Usually. So you made me watch that one. You made me watch Fracture. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. But what I was saying was Go ahead, sorry. We were playing we we're just drinking at their house and like we were just playing games, but he let his friend just light up in their house like five, six times. Cigarettes? Uh, yeah. I was like, this is disgusting. Like I hate it. That's what I'm sure like, your mom wouldn't appreciate this. Like, this is her home. Like, I, I just, probably care. wouldn't care. I don't know, but I was really like, How old I was kind of pissed off. They're like a couple of years younger than me. Oh, okay. I was kind of pissed off though when it was happening. Yeah, that's what smoking inside like that. I my I, eyes were burning. Ah, uh, no, pot smoke is probably okay. Cigarette smoke's not. It hurts your eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing I hate. Well, I don't hate, but the one thing that about Europe that's different from America is that people in Europe smoke anywhere and everywhere and people in america might but a lot of people think it's tacky so they don't do it yeah or you have I bet to a lot anywhere. more of us die though from the obesity and things so it all evens out that. yeah like now you have to stand so many feet away from just about that anything true, oh they just crack down on dip at work Ooh, they say open your mouth really mm-hmm. open your mouth i got this long ass email while i was gone it was like for those of you who want to die prematurely <gasps> with your dip, you can go outside with the smokers, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, You dirty shit. cheeks, you. It was, yeah. It was. <laughs> who did that come from? My boss. I guess the cleaning- they're healthy people. Here. The cleaning crew had some issues with spilt dip. Ooh. Okay. Yep. That's a good I don't, enough reason. Yep. That's a good okay. enough reason for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's yep. disgusting anyway, but- Yeah. Oh, man. So. I just think about the show Sandlot. And they all do dip and get on the He called wheel. him. He called oh him. God. I should pull for what all of it? you who want to act like Ugh. 80s middle schoolers with their dip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shoot, okay. That's a great scene. Yeah. But it only affected like three people at work and they are now going through sunflower seeds like it's nobody's business. <gasps> to, to like control themselves. That yeah. is a lot of nicotine right in your cheeks real quick. I saw, I was hanging out with a guy that we were drinking and he did dip for the first time. He was throwing up real quick. I heard somebody else said that too. Who? Oh, you. It was the guy that 
Oh, just dated a, It was a guy that dated a girl in the all-girls dorm when I pretended to go to college <laughs> and majored in student loans. <laughs> but that all-girl dorm is now guy and girl, I think. Mm. Yeah. And they put the guys in the basement, which is haunted. Regardless, it's still a shitty dorm. Yeah, it's still shitty. Does any of this connect? Oh, um, I'm sure they smoke. Oh, my. When we were watching that 90s thing, mm-hmm. we discovered a case we can do. <gasps> you did? Mm-hmm. You have to tell me about it. I will. Okay. And because Carla is now back. I'm back. I'm glad to be back. She missed everyone. I just, I slept a lot this weekend. I'm happy to be here. On the night of April 1985, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm Lester Holt. I'm just kidding. Oh man, Daniel knows what it is. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> What's new? My Do God. you have? Did you see any connection? I don't believe so. They lost my bag. They did you ever get it back? I did. Okay. I did get it back. It was stressful. It was all your dildos were in that one bag. I know. I just had spent so them. much money on them. You travel with more than one because if you lose one. <laughs> You have to get a 3D printer. You never know what you're going to find in a foreign country. (laughs) Have you been to Amsterdam? They just sell them right in the windows there. They do? Yeah. Yours is attached to me, so you never have to worry about that. You can buy the kit. Yikes. They like do a mold of your own. Oh, yeah. Ew. I can see a million and one ways that would go wrong. It would be weird. (laughs) You You wouldn't want that like a personalized gift, like or our mother's the... The canvases with our daughter's handprints on it, like you wouldn't want, like a mold, a mushroom of my spatzel. <laughs> spatzel, what's that? I don't know. I think I made that up. <laughs> oh man. oh man. Oh well, just go for it then. I guess this is like late 1970s is where we're starting. Okay, right. in Beverly Shores, Indiana. The hell? Exactly. It could be hell. I'm not sure, but you should look it up. I've definitely never heard of that one before. Beverly. Oh, it's the Dunes. The Dunes? Ish. Dunes, Indiana Dunes State Park. So it's all the way north. Yes, it's in, it is inside the state park. The Dunes State Park? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a nice area, I'm assuming? I don't know. I've never been. Hmm. I know there's a murder there, unsolved murder. Um, the dunes are, I mean, like, I know a lot of people that used to go there, like, over the summer. Yeah, and stuff. it's our version of a beach. Yeah. A bigger beach. And it's actually, I did, like, a couple case studies on this in college. They were able to take a lot of, like, the unused areas of the state park and turn it into, like, tourist attraction. Okay. Yeah. But it basically is a beach that butts up to, like, Michigan. Technically, Indiana is not landlocked. Technically. So, Beverly Shores... Indiana, late 1970s, Hilma Marie Witt. I think that's Witt. Witt. Yeah. Okay. Hilma. <coughs> Hilma. <laughs> I like it. Him. But she went by Marie. She was a young, attractive brunette living with her husband of over 10 years, a volunteer firefighter, Paul Witt. And I believe he was also about 10 years older than her. And they had two sons and were all living together in, like I said, Beverly Shores. Beverly Shores. Unfortunately, their marriage was not a happy one. And Paul tended to be loud, angry, and abusive to her and their children. Eric, the oldest, was often the main target of abuse by Paul. And he saw it, though, just as good old-fashioned discipline. And the backhand came across. You do what I tell you to do, boy. You got it? Don't say smart mouth things. You back talk and I will hit you. 
When I ask you to do something, you do it right away. He was a very large, powerful person. A backhand from him, that's not a love tap. Not from him. He thought of it as discipline. But at the same time, there were times we'd go out and everything's great, and it never occurs to me that this is anything other than my best friend. When things are good, it's very easy to forget the bad that happened, at least for a little while. His mother usually did not intervene when Eric was being whipped or hit because it would just result in both of them getting beat the fuck up, seeing as neither of them were strong enough to stop the burly man. Burly. He was a large man. like a. You know, so when I found out who it was, I only glanced through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know a lot of these details. No, and a lot of this case isn't as so, long, and I dug for a lot of stuff and then watched the documentary Evil Lives Here. She made me do it. Oh. Ooh. And, yes. And, yes. Uh, She would wait until the rage had subsided and then tend to Eric's wounds with ice or take him to the hospital if need be. So they basically got a system that if dad's on a rager and he's going to beat the shit out of you, it's best to just let him finish. And then we'll deal with the problem afterwards. All right, then. One particular violent episode, Eric, a third grader, had forged his dad's signature on a failed spelling test. Mm, Same. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure I forged your signature at least once. Who, your mom's? My mom's, yeah, which is the worst one to forge because it's so neat. I mean, in high school, I forged my dad's signature a lot. A lot. As long as both of our signatures they were on the care. same page. No, you couldn't tell. What was it for? My, it was like that sh- they had seen something, you know. They, it's always, it's, it's always it signatures even, for stupid things. Yeah, it wasn't even that I failed anything, I don't think. Cause it was always just like, we need spelling. a signature that says you can go on this field trip. Or like, that you, they saw this. And it's like, yeah, it probably was a field trip or something. And, and I'd always just be like. And the punishment would have been I missed out on something. And I was like, fuck that, I'm not going to miss out. Which yeah. apparently is a genetic trait. Hmm? Hmm? So he forged his dad's signature on a failed spelling test. And he got the shit beat out of him. He said his dad hit him until he couldn't move his arm anymore. So his dad couldn't hit him because his arms went numb. So Marie filled the tub with some ice to reduce the swelling on all of his bruises. I'm sitting in the tub of ice. And I hurt and I'm absolutely hating my father. And she's sitting there going, you've got to do something about this. You can't keep going through this. Wouldn't it be better if he was dead? Think how happy we would be. I was in the third freaking grade. How are you supposed to take that? You're sitting there and anything that's not numb from ice hurts. It's not a big leap to go, yeah, it'd be better if he was dead. The suggestion in the tub, without a doubt, changed everything for me. Because it took me from just trying to survive what was happening to trying to figure out how I could fix the future. You'll know what to do. 
So, and I think I would agree. But like, yeah, I just got the shit kicked out of me for no good reason for just being a kid. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Life would be better without this man around. So they began to talk about how they could stop Paul, quote, unquote. Eric noticed one day that his mother was filling up empty vitamin capsules with powder. She tried different methods of delivery and different poisons over the years. Rat poison, Valium, because she thought he was allergic to it, even arsenic. But despite their methods of assassination, Paul Witt persisted for the next seven years. So they're really bad at poisoning people. Apparently. And I think, I don't know if you could just never get the dosage right because he was such a big guy that he would have, he would have to be so concentrated and he might taste it. I think it only ever made him throw up a couple times or he got dizzy. Mm-hmm. There were so many times that I walked in and she was spiking something uh, from mashed potatoes to cans of tuna. Go set this on the table. Uh, Here, take this glass out to your dad. Don't take a sip of that. And then we would, you know, sit down at the table, have dinner. But do you use the gravy or what was it spiked with? The mashed potatoes might be okay, but what's that white there? But I don't think he was ever suspicious about his food was being tampered with. I don't think it crossed his mind that she could possibly get the backbone to try and kill him. Eric was now 15 years old and his mother was becoming more and more desperate for him to do his part in the killing of his father. Clearly the poisoning wasn't working. She told him to step up and do his part. Yeah, I'm sure the beatings continued. I'm sure he drank a lot and was violent to everyone. And this would have, now it's 1981, and I'm sure it was acceptable to have domestic violence just constantly going on, and it is not acceptable. Absolutely. It is no longer acceptable, damn it. You heard it here first. Standing behind that door, I was absolutely terrified. He comes home, goes through the door. I freeze up. I can't do anything. He was so big and the gun was so small, pulling the trigger and failing. That was a fear. It's just complete and total paralyzed right there. And he goes in and lays down on the couch to take a nap. And I'm stuck at this doorway and then trying to sneak out of there when I finally hear him snoring. I remember talking to my mom afterwards about that and her asking what happened and me trying to explain I just couldn't do it. Why not? I don't know, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't move. And she basically just talked me through calming down and reassured me that it'd be a better day tomorrow. We'll do this. We'll do it together. So September 1st, 1981, Maria left the house telling her son she would return in 15 minutes. And if his father was not dead, she would leave and not come back. So like, you're going to do this or I'm leaving you and your brother. And it's like, that's not fair, mom. No. Eric waited for Paul to fall asleep on the couch in the family living room, holding a small caliber handgun pointed at his head while he snored. Once he saw the headlights of his mother's vehicle pulling into the driveway, Eric pulled the trigger, killing his 43-year-old father. 
when police showed up, they ruled the shooting Ugh, an accident. Oh. Ooh. So, yeah, I think that's like emotional abuse to say, I'm going to abandon you if you don't kill someone. That's pretty bad. And I think he said at one point he was more afraid to fail that if I shoot him and I do not kill him, it will just piss him off. Right. And he will kill me. Because the gun, he was such a big guy and he said the handgun. Did hand it say gun, what he killed him? What kind of? It was just a small handgun. Yeah. So it's like you had to be. Where did he hit him? He hit him in the head, like point blank range. So, but he had to oh, wait for okay. But if he tried to do it like, you know, the distance between you and I, you could Might miss. Might do it, yeah. Or only just piss. Even if you hit him, it probably would just make him so mad that he'd just kill you out of rage. So I would have been afraid to shoot him too. Yeah. According to Marie and the couple's other son, 10-year-old John Butch Witt. His middle name is either Butch or that's his nickname. I'm not sure. <laughs> Eric was bringing the gun to show it to his dad and accidentally went off when he tripped on the rug. So it's like, I am I found a gun or this is our gun and I'm bringing and it to show you. you bring it to you. And, you. and I tripped over the rug. And they said the house was a cluttered mess, which I, I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> and he tripped over some, you know, a rug. And the gun hit the ground. And went off and hit him right in the head. I'd buy it, sure. I don't know if people in the community... Especially if he'd, the police had ever been called for the domestic <laughs> yeah. violence. Yeah. you think the, the police could have said, this is shady. And I and they might have not been 100% convinced, but it was like you had enough to decide it was an accident. And so everyone just should be happier now, right? They should be. Mm-hmm. So the boy's grandmother and Marie's mother-in-law, 74-year-old Elaine Witt, took the family in following her son's death. She wanted to make sure that her grandsons were cared for, so they all lived together at the Trail Creek Retirement Community just south of Michigan City. Which I didn't think you could bring, if you live in a retirement community, like you have to be 65 and older That's or something. That's what I thought. So I don't know if they were there illegally or if the rules were different. They're there illegally. Yeah. Well, we were talking about our local retirement community is right around the corner from a grocery store and within walking distance to the country kitchen buffet so it's a nice setup we've got we have some happy seniors over here you mean the golden corral golden corral (laughs) at some point they're going to change the terminology from senior citizen to something else more pc yes i don't know what it would be but I don't even know if it's PC, but the fact they'll just want to change the as our generation and people a little bit above us get I don't older, it'll be just be that. like you don't want to be. I don't. know. You can cut that. You can cut that part out. That <laughs> later just, life. That was human. just an observation. Later life human. Later life human. Later life persons of OG. Persons. Yes. There you go. I like it. So Elaine and Marie got along all right, and they never seemed to argue, and even both enjoyed the same brand of cigarettes. There you go. Cigarettes was the connection. There you go. Mm-hmm. I did say they probably smoked. I don't know what the brand was. It was probably Paul Malls. That's what I smoked. Oh, it was. That's why I came up with the name. They were. Those were the cheapest. Oh yeah, it was basically mostly air. Oh yeah, we were playing a game, and it was we were playing like categories, and they were like, "We're gonna do cigarette brands," and they got to me, and I was like, "Man, dang, I can't." The mm. brand. They're all bad. <laughs> I was like, I I truly couldn't name one right now. I guess Camel. But I couldn't come up that with game. that fast. Mm-mm. The reason I would have been good is there's been a lot of. Uh, Cigarette sponsors. Oh, makes sense. As it turned out, Marie was not merely a murderer. She was also a classless thief. (gasps) I like that phrase. In fact, by stealing money from her bank accounts and foraging her signature on... 
is that like a classless thief? Is that like the um, the prison show and all those women were saying? Uh, yeah, I did white collar crimes, and yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm sure you did. Only <laughs> white collar crimes. I'm sure I you robbed, did. You, you robbed McDonald's. That's white. That's a white collar business. You know, that's you know she. So she walks around saying, "I robbed a billion dollar industry." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she also forged her signature on Social Security checks, which is illegal. <gasps> That went on for a few months, and of course, Elaine eventually noticed and confronted Marie about it. Soon after, Eric walked in on his mom mixing a familiar powder into one of Elaine's drinks. Hmm. Mom. Can't we, can't we just be happy, Mom? Can we just kill one person and be done with it? Yeah. No, Grandma. Grandma enjoys a little strict nine in her coffee. He knew then that his mom had no good reason to justify killing their grandmother, and that he knew if he stayed, she would ask him for she help. She was probably a nagging bitch. Nag, nag, nag. You know? She was being stingy. She wouldn't give up any of that cash. So Eric did the only thing he could think to do. Guess, guess. What? What did Eric do to avoid being pulled into his mother's schemes? He ran away. He and moved out permanently. He got someone else pregnant. He joined the navy. Oh. No, running, running away and joining the navy is the same thing. Well, oh, okay. you made it. You made it sound like it was something negative. No. The way you said it. Well, no. He joined the mm, navy. No. And left for boot camp. Okay. Yet, rather than give up, Marie decided to ask little John Butch, who was only fourteen at the time. <sighs> he, she knows the age. She told Butch that Grandma threatened to throw them out if something wasn't done. So that's her leverage against the younger brother is we're not going to have a place to live if you don't help me with this situation. Butch remembers what went through his head in the days leading up to the deed. I wanted to help my mom out. He had agreed to kill his grandmother. They debated between poisoning, which they're not very good at, strangling, shooting, or pushing Elaine out of a fucking window. (laughs) I don't know which window. I'm sure they lived in a one story considering it was an old folks home. So I don't know what high window they were going to take her to. (laughs) (laughs) And someone stand at the top. When we shove Granny off, you need to shout, I regret nothing. So they think that that was her. (laughs) To get ready for the murder, he decided to party with himself. Quote, unquote. I party with myself a couple times a week. Yeah. (laughs) The night before. You just got to. You just got to release some steam sometimes, you know? It's what you do after you buy a 3D printer. Yes. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> he started... He... <laughs> he hung out in the basement with the boom box and some marijuana and drank vodka to get amped in the right headspace to murder someone. <gasps> yeah, that. I'm not really sure what had... Like, I've never had to murder anyone, but I guess if you're going to plan it, you want to be in the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John happened to be an avid fan of Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine. Why are you smiling? As such, he wanted to use a weapon he was comfortable with. When we- <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I know what the weapon is. Yes, yes. <laughs> What? <laughs> when his mother told him that he could simply strangle his grandmother or use the crossbow. The. The cross, you know, the standard crossbow that everyone has in their garage next to the shovel. Hey, wait a second. 
you keep talking. I think we I have a. Nerf. I think I have a picture of this guy and his with his girlfriend. I have a Nerf. We have a Nerf crossbow at work. Oh, okay, it's very impressive, actually. It's got some velocity to it. Yes, it does. Impact. So he agreed to use the crossbow. I don't know where the crossbow came from. I don't know if it was a relic or an antique, a passed down family heirloom, or if they found it at a garage sale. They ever tried to do a real? After all, a crossbow was a medieval weapon, and he'd rather have to kill her with a cool weapon than any other way. I mean, <laughs> cool, he is man. a fourteen-year-old boy. Do you think he said, "Sorry, Nana," right before he pulled the trigger? <laughs> but, but this is one cool fucking weapon. <laughs> On the morning of January eighth, nineteen eighty-four, sixteen-year-old John shot his grandmother in the rib cage with a crossbow while she slept, resulting in a slow and painful death. Yeah, that ca- that one can't be an accident. Mm mm mm, and that's bad. I think their forensic pathologist or whatever said that you it would have been a very slow death because she would have been pinned to the bed because of how fast those arrows come out. It would have gone all the way into the mattress and she would have been pinned into it. During the next four months, Maria and her son sought out the aid of friends in disposing of Mrs. Witt's body. The body was cut up with knives, saws, chisels, and a chainsaw. Jesus. A trash compactor, garbage disposal, deep fryer, and microwave oven were used to destroy some of the body parts. These people are nice. Yep. Acid was also used to dissolve some of the bones. The remains were stored in a garbage in garbage bags in a freezer. And finally, Marie's own mother, Margaret O'Donnell, 59, helped discard of some of the remains in Indiana, Illinois, and California. So her own fucking mom is helping her dispose of her mother-in-law's body. I bet you she didn't like her. Yeah, that's true. I would guarantee she didn't like her. She never shared her cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think it was a group of the the boy's friends that they're like, hey, come over. They probably offered him alcohol and stuff. And it's like, have a few drinks. Help us dispose of this body and drive it to different parts of the state or neighboring states. Because Indiana isn't that big. It doesn't take very long to get out of it and into Illinois, Ohio, those type of places. Mm Mm-hmm. Marie then continued to live off of Elaine's social security checks. Eric got a call while stationed in San Diego. So that's where he was for his basic training or boot camp. I don't know if it's the same thing. And his mother was pleading with him to come home because there had been an accident. An accidental crossbow happening. <laughs> an accidental crossbow shooting. <laughs> he was granted leave and upon his return home to Indiana, his mother showed him a large freezer in the basement that was covered in chains and padlocks. It's never a good sign. No. Or once she opened it for him to see, Eric realized he was staring at 40 black trash bags worth of grandma. <gasps> when I get out of boot camp and I finally do get home, me and my mother go downstairs and she shows me the freezer. And there's, there's these chains going around and big padlock with a key. And she's got to take all this stuff off to open it up. But she finally gets the thing open, and there's a freezer full of garbage bags. Forty bags of grandma. (laughs) What the f***? What the hell is wrong with you? This mess is your fault. 
she tried to throw back at me that the reason the situation had spiraled into this is because I wasn't there to do it. So my brother had to do it. And what was I going to do about it now? We're all in this together, Eric. So solve this problem. Maria blamed him for their current situation because he abandoned them. They decided to tell everyone that Elaine was on vacation. Hmm. Like, that's the best lie we can come up with. <laughs> She's on vacation. She's 74 years old, where the fuck? I mean, I guess if you're going to retire in Florida, that's about yeah. it. She's wasting away again in Margaritaville. <laughs> if only. Eric had to return to San Diego. So when you're on leave, it doesn't last forever. And you are part of the military. You do what they say. Mm -hmm. And during his trip home, he smelled something that caused him to pull over in Tennessee. He discovered a large cooler that had been placed in the back of his vehicle and covered with his belongings. He opened the cooler to find the same familiar black trash bags that now contain the noxious body parts of his decomposing grandmother. That's just rude. He was now unknowingly transporting a body across state lines. There's an ice chest with a rather familiar looking bag inside of it. I'm carrying a body across the country. She put the chest in there. Not even any warning. It's just surprise. Yeah, it's not like I can dump this in a garbage somewhere or bury it. The only thing I could think to do was hold on to it so nobody else finds it. So I just keep going to San Diego. He quickly got back in the car and sped for California. This act drew the attention of a highway state trooper that pulled him over and questioned him about the smell in his car. Just bad meat, he told the officer. The traffic stop was cut short by another speeding vehicle that drew the attention from him and his rotting grandmother. Damn. So his mom was like, you're not what helping. Luck. Yeah, you're not helping me enough. I'm going to give you some of grandma to take dispose of on your way back to basic. Like, thanks, mom. Eric rented a storage locker and put the grandma filled cooler in it. Didn't speak to his mom for a few weeks, which gave him the feeling that everything at home must be going okay. However, mom and his brother showed up at his dorm. I called it a dorm. I'm not really sure. Where barracks? The barracks? Is that what you would call oh, it? No. no, that's I don't know what you call it when all military personnel are at basic and living together. I don't. We I'm don't sure know. I called it a dorm. Um, man, I used to know the answer to that. It's a navy. Oh, maybe it is on a boat. Shit, I don't know. Who knows? Um, I could find out real quick. Nah. <laughs> we don't sure? care to know yeah it's not that important for all intents and purposes it's a dorm and they were angry that no one was believing that Elaine was just on vacation <laughs> like the story isn't working the same detective to have investigated his father's untimely demise was now assigned to investigate the disappearance of his grandmother uh oh small town problems <laughs> they all knew that they would not get away with it twice so they made plans to flee to Mexico after they stopped off at a bank to cash another forged social security check. The police were waiting for them at the bank. Before the three criminals were separated, Maria whispered to Eric just like she had while she was he was soaking away his bruises in the ice bath so many years ago. Don't tell them anything. The younger of the two brothers, however, talked right away, and Mom attempted to roll the boys under the bus. Wow. Well, that's me. 
and ask my mother in the background, right behind me, whispering in my ear, don't tell them anything, don't cooperate, just stay silent and see how it plays out. So I, of course, didn't cooperate with them. We got split up almost immediately. My brother started talking probably within an hour of being arrested. My mother, she had the best attorney she could arrange and was dumping everything on my head. But at that point, it still hadn't occurred to me that maybe I should cut a deal, maybe I should cooperate. So she still, and I think he might have tried to maintain for a while that, you know, we don't know what you're talking about. We didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Eric decided to finally come clean. He explained what really happened, that he'd shot his father while he slept on the living room couch. He also explained that he thought he knew what happened to Grandma Elaine as well. Marie was charged with murder and conspiracy in the death of Elaine Witt. Meanwhile, Eric Witt was charged with conspiracy to commit murder. Marie's defense was to be expected, saying that was the boy's idea all of it uh, i think even blaming john the most saying he was obsessed with dungeons and dragons that just wanted to shoot someone with a crossbow <laughs> it's like wow really really that's that's it so this is i might put the audio clip in but if not this is candace DeLong, the famed fbi profiler yes that sounds familiar if i were her son i'd have been pretty frightened of my mother it explained why the kids never came clean right away Think about it. If you'd seen your mother casually dismembering your grandma, you'd be pretty scared of what she might do to you if you didn't obey her. <laughs> casually dismembering my grandma. <laughs> in the end, John pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. And Eric pleaded guilty to charge of assisting a criminal for his role in the disposal of the body and the voluntary manslaughter in the death of his father. He was also sentenced to 20 years in prison. They were both released in 1996 after serving 10 years. Eric was then 30 years old. As for their murderous mama, a LaPorte County Superior Court judge sends a now 38-year-old Hilma Marie Witt to a 90-year prison sentence, 60 years for murder and 30 years for conspiracy to commit murder in the killing of Elaine Witt. She wasn't even that old. Mm -mm. By the time she was sentenced, she was only 38. And then when he got out, he was in his 30s. They done fucked up. I think this is the prosecution. Maria has not repented, she has no remorse, and she has shown no remorse. And they were thinking 110 years in prison, but 90 is pretty damn close. Especially when you're what? She was 38. Yeah, yeah. What's her earliest possible date? We'll get there. But that wasn't all. In addition, a federal judge sentenced her to an extra 10 years in prison and fined her 10000 for foraging and cashing a little over $1,000 in Social Security checks. It was a sentence that the awful woman had more than earned. Then, in 2000, at 51 years of age, her request for a sentence modification was denied. Porter Superior Court Judge Thomas Weber noted that Witt had received favorable reports from the prison system. She has gone through therapy, counseling, groups, education, time, and self-introspection, overcome, the, and she has overcome the issues in her life which brought her to prison. In prison, she has tutored other inmates and has earned a bachelor, Bachelor's of Arts degree. Congratulations. <laughs> she has also taken part in groups 
for domestic violence, anger management, incest survivors, assertiveness, and more. I don't think she needs to be any more assertive than no. what she is. She stated in her petition, there is no excuse for resorting to violence regardless of the circumstances, and that she deeply regrets those actions. But he placed a lot of weight on what prosecutors had to say that her release would not be in the best interests of justice. Okay, she remains behind bars to this day at the Indiana Women's Prison in Indianapolis. Her earliest possible release day is April 2027, when she will be 79 years old. All right, then. Man. <clears throat> she wasn't nice. No. A motherfucking crossbow. She threw crossbow. her kids under the bus. Yeah. A fucking crossbow. Not nice. I think people really underestimate how much work goes into cutting up a body. Yeah, they said they have 50-some bags. Of course, yeah. she could have been like obese or something uh, older lady yeah. i'm surprised they couldn't find a local pig farm yeah oh gosh yeah uh the documentary i watched evil lives here that was all from eric's point of view the one who killed his dad and then tried to get away from them and you can tell how fucked up he was by all of this and how horrible he feels and that he blames his mom but blames himself a great deal mm -hmm. uh, because he was like my mom was there but i but i made i made the decision i made the choice i'm never going to say it's my mother's fault that i shot my father because in the end i made a choice she has to deal with the choices that she made She's the one that had the grudge. She's the one that wanted them dead. She's not reformed. She's not rehabilitated. She doesn't think of herself as evil. But look at everybody that was associated with her. Her children both wound up going through prison. Her husband's dead. There wasn't anybody in her life that wasn't one of her victims. We all paid varying costs. Some paid with their lives. But everybody paid something. He drove a body across state lines without knowing it was in the car. Yeah, but it was still like, a, he knew about it though and didn't yeah. call the police. And yeah. But it's still, yeah. So he was, you could tell, really affected. And... Yeah. He did 10 years for manslaughter. So I don't think they're trying to say they went easy on him. And I was like, I guess technically, but I mean. Still a long time. Yeah. I might put the audio clip of him in here talking, but he called, he referred to it as parents are basically gods to their small children. It's just how you feel that your parents are like God. Every parent should be careful because you don't know the lesson you're teaching sometimes. I don't think any child grows up not first feeling that their parents are their gods. I was betrayed by the gods of my childhood. These people were supposed to bring me into the world, protect me, and raise me so that I could function in it. And I was like, that's deep. That is pretty deep. You know, a long time to think about it. And they, I think they showed him a picture of his mom, and he was like, that's the first time I've seen a picture of her in, you know, 30 years or something like that. And he <laughs> goes, she might look like a grandma now. And he goes, she's not. That soft, sweet, 
out no. of her. He goes, inside of her, she's still scheming. And I was like, dude. One of the ways I measure my life now, about once a year, I stop and I think about where I'm at. Am I on the right track? Here's the question that I have to answer every year. Is the life I have now worth having killed for it? It's easy to look back and go, that was the wrong choice. People talk about remorse and don't you feel bad about what happened? Yeah, I feel bad about what happened. I didn't have what I saw as a viable choice then. Dang. That's a bummer. That Mm -hmm. is a bummer. I didn't have as many papers. The printer always gets real offended when I ask it to do its job one day a week to print like six pages. That's how it be. (laughs) It's just get a 3D printer. Yeah. I don't know how that would help. I don't either. (laughs) I really do not know. Hey, it wouldn't hit. Other other than that, let's see. What do I got for you? We have two new Patreon members. Impressive. Katie, yes, yes. I think she found us through Twitter. Cool. Someone what up, girl? And our other Patreon is Vinod. I hope we're saying that right. If we're not, you can tell us. Tell us <laughs> through text, typing it out the way you do for people who can't pronounce things. Exactly. But thank you very much. We appreciate it. It goes towards running the website, paying off audio equipment. That's and... probably on a credit card. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> Let me tell you. It sure would. do. <laughs> we can't believe that people actually want to listen to extra parts of us. You know, I get tired. I of like those like ones. Parts. Yeah, yeah, I like those. We've got another one that's about to come out about JFK. Cool. Daniel and I sat and like just. Did you watch the video? No, we watched that series on Hulu. Did you ever watch the? I'll never forget when Mrs. Helbing showed us the video. The live one. The video. The Zapruder film. Yeah. The what? Where he gets his head blind? Yeah. 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 Probably oh, yeah. the Zapruder film. Yeah. I didn't know how to name. Abraham Zapruder. I never knew what that looked like, and then she oh, showed yeah. me. Oh, there's yeah. a better. there. Okay, so recently somebody took it, like was able to take pictures and stuff of uh, everything he saw, or they blew the film up to where they filled it in. So you know how the, you know the film's a little jerky? Well, where it's completely still going all the way across and they even widen the angle you actually see it from. So it's not just zoomed in on the the limousine and you really see in real time how quick it happened. Mm-hmm. Is that something you talk about? on? The yeah. Episode? Well, there's only one way to find out. You got to pay a dollar and you get stickers. So I definitely need both of your addresses so that I can send you stickers. And it doesn't have to be a dollar. But that is the minimum. Yeah, the minimum. That's all I ask. <laughs> I don't think it gets a lot fancier after a dollar. But mm-hmm. And I wanted to thank Carla for doing this for a whole year now. She wasn't here to thank. I did thank Daniel. Okay, cool. You're welcome. But I thank him again. Well, this is my, you know, the podcast is my This is your baby. full-time job. This is my full-time hobby that. Let I- me tell you something. It's a lot better than the other full-time jobs out there. <laughs> I, you know, which is really cool because after letting you do your hobby for about six or seven months, you finally allowed me to get a fish tank. 
<laughs> I love you the fish are, tank. You fought me seven years. Anytime I would like slightly mention, you know, I'd kind of like to get into uh, keeping an aquarium. Uh, you were very quick to say no. But what now, do you call someone who keeps an aquarium? An aquarist. An aquarist. Ooh. You are now both. Well, actually, I am also a grand pianist, too. You can also refer to me as that. We gave her her piano back. But it has nothing to do with playing the piano. What's it got to do with? I don't know. <laughs> grand penis. <laughs> I just like to walk around and tell people I'm a pianist. You're not only a full-time dad, full-time working dad, you're also an aquarist. With a pianist. With a, pi- mm-hmm. I don't know, and a grand pianist. Yeah, but the so, hobby, the hobby's different because it, it's fun. I wish that I had more time to do this and that we could record lots more. It, But it is a lot of work for people that don't do podcasting. It is, I had to teach myself a lot of things, and but it was really good for me to learn something and to research stuff and to not just feel only like a mom. I really needed it. I didn't realize how much I needed it. And then, yeah. And, you know, so you two put up with me or you indulge me or, and you let me have this. And it's my therapy is this. And I met a lot of great people through doing podcasting too that I talk to every day. And then you tell me scary stories. You're welcome. You're welcome. I really, I know it it can be tiresome to be like, I got to go do this or. But you also, you also let have, me go on vacation. There's mm-hmm. as many people that download us every week. Yeah, we have about, you know, we're not a huge podcast and we're not meant to be fancy, impressive. Like Maybe that's not the point. Though. Sword and scale and all those other. We're not meant to be that. But on, the hundreds, yet yeah, maybe thousands. I say the thousands s- <laughs> s- cautiously, the s- part. S- <laughs> Carlos, is there anything you'd like to say in Spanish? Uh, two babies agua, two babies leche. Man, la manzana couldn't even give us a simple muchas gracias. I said you drink water, you drink milk. (laughs) (laughs) So, in light of all of about of how hard it is to have a podcast, I wanted to read a really good review. (laughs) I I can't when they make the title too long, you can't read the whole title. So it's an atrocious attempt at what. S-H-O. You can't read the rest of the time. It is an atrocious attempt at shuh. Obviously, it's not for children. Language. Thank you. That's true. But it's also not for mature adults who think this will be a very informative podcast. Nope. Nope. Granted, I only listened to one podcast. There was no way I would sit through another. Didn't ask you to. Nope. And now we all get to get real offended. But the speakers need to double up their prescription of Adderall. Before they decide to podcast a topic. You know, I can be really offended by that. Look, honey, we're family. We get together. We need to talk sometimes. Constant babbling and getting off topic with humor that is typical with 12-year-old boys in a locker room. I like to When they learn a new vulgar word. (laughs) It took about an hour to hear the story about a disgraced state trooper that could have been told in 15 minutes. Yeah. Probably. Guess what? You're listening to a podcast. That probably wasn't our strongest episode either, to be honest. Okay. Well, guess what? You could tell JFK's assassination in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. He, he got drives shot. around the corner. <laughs> he got shot twice. He died. They don't know exactly who did it, but they blame it on one guy. And he got killed before they could figure out for sure what happened. So The quirky voices there you go. and impressions were very annoying. Good. If you're looking for a local true crimes from Indiana, 
Start a new podcast yourself. I'm sure. <laughs> I do like that. I, I'm sure you can do a better job than these incompetent storytellers. You guys. And this is the kind of person that they would never dare say this to your face. No. Mm-mm. It kind of makes me feel like we might know this person and they just hate us. Would 8K, the number eight. Hmm. That really makes me feel like this is someone we might know. I don't know. Um, but I wanted to. I really could we, but if they know us, they know better to know that our reaction to it is like, I give a fuck. Yeah, that's like I'm gonna print that out on toilet paper hey, guess and use what? it to of wipe all the reviews my ass. we have. Uh, overwhelming majority of them are positive, and that's all you so, can ask. Well, for. they're getting worse. We were down to like a four star podcast oh, now. Blah. That's okay. Well, because you've talked about this too. If you l- dislike something, you're much more to rate it or to say something mm-hmm. than you are if you like something. Which, you know... It- Not everybody has a fucking Apple phone to comment on. No, well, that's Where true. was this one at? It's Apple. Because yeah, exactly. I can't control it. They get free reign like on Podbean or something. Yeah. I can If it's just unnecessary. But, you know, they don't... And other review places you can get on and comment back. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice things though. Like. Yeah. So would 8K, I read this review basically because he or she is right in everything that they say, especially the part that everyone should have their own podcast. I do not suffer from incontinence. <laughs> he said something about incontinent I heard that. storytellers. Incompetent. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, but they did point out that you need to up your Adderall. Mm-hmm. Well, I did. I did, and it's working famously. But I don't, you know, I can be really. However, it wears off by the end of the day. Yeah, and I can't take ADHD meds with my other psych meds. They don't, it just wouldn't work out as well. So I have to suffer with who I am, and if I have to suffer, so do you. I have and Carla's just a fucking blonde. I, like, not naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and I have never looked into taking Adderall, but, you know, I do need to clean my room, so... Yeah. So we're just Hey, it works. My room got cleaned. Wait. Frequently too. Maybe we should talk about this. Maybe not. <laughs> so I think everyone should have their podcast. It gives you a voice. It's a type of therapy. If you have the time, it's hard work, but you meet a lot of interesting people. You get to talk to people. And sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. And, it's and okay. that's how I know this person isn't one of us. Or they're not even part of the true crime community, really, because this isn't how we talk to each other. Like I'm part of lots of groups. They're just a Yelp. They're just a Yelp reviewer. Yeah, yep. Because this is our art in a way that I edit it and I put a lot of audio clips into it. May I just say, God bless them. And to judge someone's art and to be critical and negative about it in a social media context just really says something about that person. It says you either have a small dick or your vagina looks like a really badly beaten. Roast beef sandwich <laughs> that someone half-ass put together, and most of it is hanging out of one side. Most, of. <laughs> most, and it also looks it also looks like the Wolfman has put it in a headlock too. <laughs> it's so specific. It's so specific, and the Wolfman is not wearing a shirt how you traditionally think of him. No. <laughs> so I appreciate honesty. It's. But I just know that they're not part of the true crime community, and because that's not we it'd don't be go like on me, to naysay each other. It'd be like me criticizing fine art 
Yeah. And guess what? You about run it. us into the ground. Guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna rename the motherfucker and relaunch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna change our names. Yeah. To <laughs> to schmooze your schmomicide. <laughs> Car- you'll be Carla. Yes. I'll go as Danielle. And we'll just say that I'm Spanish. <laughs> Olé. And we announce my name in the Spanish saying. And you'll be Carlos. Oh, I was going to say Portia. Go by your stripper name. Sure. <laughs> but it's Trixie, by the way. Trixie. Get it right. Get it right or pay the price. So, yes, every, everyone. Or Dixie. Once this Dixie one... Normus. <laughs> <laughs> Once Woody ate, has their own podcast, they can be very critical. You and think that's how I know they you don't have a podcast. You'll find, out. You'll find out who this is. Whoever it is, they are very important. <laughs> oh, important! You will find out that they are a very important person because I I have listened to a lot of podcasts that are horrible. They're so bad. But would I ever rate them as bad or no. tell them? And no. I thought, let, let me tell you, the potty humor that twelve year olds like. Mm-hmm. You're just hanging out with a different crowd because yeah. I know people all through the spectrum of life. You've met a lot in social class, and you always find enough people in that group or that. That they're all twelve-year-old boys. Deep down inside, we all are. They're and all I've been to a boys. lot of places. Mm-hmm. And you know what's always funny? Sex, front shit, male nudity, and rock and roll, man. Section, frontal male, all frontal from, male nudity. nudity. It's you funny not, in every language, in every way. But now they do. It's just all humor all the time. And you try to tell me Super Bad is a bad movie because it's a good movie. It's a good movie. That is all. <laughs> When you come here, you don't get politics. You don't get religion. What's the other one you're not supposed to talk talk about? Sex. Oh no, no. Okay, we talked about that one. <laughs> but okay, but two things that you're not you that you you actively will not hear about that. But the trade off for not hearing about politics or religion is a lot of shit jokes <laughs> and vulgar twelve boy twelve year old boy humor. That's the price you pay. Everybody shits. Everybody shits. Butthole. 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 Everybody, everybody, Hang everybody on. shits. That's the new toddler phrase is just to yell the word butthole. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> Boris has a butthole. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, he Wait does. a second. But you can see his. Because for whatever reason, Danielle decided that she could tell her that it was okay to say butthole at home. My first priority was that she didn't take it to school, but that meant then she could say it at home. You know, because doesn't Dr. Phil say to not talk about... You don't call it like the exact body part. You call it something else. Like a sphincter? Well, I mean, isn't, you know, you don't want to say anus. <laughs> I mean, we and she do. Had, you know, she got Christmas toys and we weren't the only ones that bought them. You know, lots of people make them now. They have buttholes. Uh, everything poops. And it poops. Everybody shits. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, uh, that's butthole. That's all I got to say to you, Woody, Woodcake, plus eight, butthole. Woody. Would, and they don't think it's funny. Would eight Kate. Oh. Still. Eight, oh, Kate. Never mind. <laughs> you know, the good thing is they get to insult us 
And only so many people are going to be on iTunes to see those reviews. Mm -hmm. Everybody that listens to this, I wish I had their real name. I wish I had (laughs) the the real name. But maybe we'll hear from them and they'll just reaffirm what they have said. And they have a platform for their words. And we have a a much larger platform. We we platform with the buttholes. Maybe it was like Joe Rogan, you know. He listened to it and he's like, oh my God, this is 12-year-old boy potty humor. I am disgusted by these words. So offended. So offended. You know what? Well, it's 2019 and it's the same us, folks. And New Year, same me. Same me, same, same, all around. So yes, our Carla, tell them, tell them where to find us. You the believers. Us the believers. This is where the believers should go to find <laughs> us. <laughs> we have a cult now. <laughs> Um, you can find us on Instagram. You haven't done this in a while. Have I you? haven't done so in Facebook and Twitter at Hoosier Homicide, and you can download the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. I think that's it. <laughs> okay, I think that's it too. Yep. And yeah, yeah, I forget to say it entirely if you're not here. <laughs> 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 so. And for honest to goodness, stay out of the corn and the comments, bitch. Here, I found the photo of this guy with his uh, girlfriend. Oh, God. <laughs> Why are they always naked? I don't, I don't know. know. Something. I don't know. Well, he's wearing jeans. Oh, well, that's something. <laughs> you don't want to get your wiener caught in the crossbows. No, 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 no. <laughs>